everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 312th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. All right, I got to kick this episode off by saying a huge, huge, huge thank you to everybody over at Funko for sending us out to Los Angeles to visit their uh, Funko Hollywood store to play Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. In person, the new board game, which is 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 incredible. It's so, so good. I am not saying that just because they sent us out there, but man, was this game so, so much fun. Um, I, I'm going to have a whole bonus episode on this, so please pay attention to the feed. There will be a ton of information on this new board game. It is a legacy board game, so that means a lot. It's it, There's so much to explain So much to talk about when it comes to this game and the entirety of the experience. But I just had to say a huge thank you to Funko. Everybody out there, Funko Games, Prospero Hall, Zebra, everybody, thank you so much for sending us out there to Hollywood and and giving us the chance to be some of the first people to play this game ahead of the uh, Kickstarter, actually. So a lot of information coming up. You'll see some information on our website um, fairly soon and some videos. And uh, like I said, a bonus episode describing everything that we went through. So please check out that content. But in this episode, we are once again back with the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans is here to sift through that mailbag and get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns over the past few months. We had uh, so much fun in this mailbag. It's been a few months, and uh, we were able to talk about so much. I, I think you guys are really going to dig this one. We talked about a lot of the the conclusion of what Dominion and this saga could be, characters dying. There is so much to dive into in this one. But just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can actually call our voicemail line and leave us a message at 732-825-7763. You can email us audio files or questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you could head over to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com and fill out our contact form. Now, of course, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. Now, before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Again, I'm just, I'm just going to say it again. Thank you so much to Funko and everybody over there. So, so important. Um, but I, I will be having a lot of content, like I said, on the website and YouTube this week for that. So please stay atu- stay tuned for all that stuff to come. Uh, didn't have anything over on the website website last week. We had so much going on. But over on YouTube, we did uh, no live stream. Had to take a night off to prepare to leave uh, for Los Angeles. But we did upload a ton of Wire videos. Um, so please go check out those if you want those bite-sized 
uh, bite-sized. I mean, some of them are like 30 plus minutes, but um, but check out those videos. You can actually see me and Aaron talking for the Jurassic Wire, uh, along with all the video uh, corresponding details and stuff like that. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, I did promise a, a toy hunt or a merch hunt or something for last week. I did not get to upload that, uh, but that should be up there this week. So please stay tuned for that video. And then uh, I will have a live stream. There will be a live stream this Wednesday night. I will be back on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as always, talking all things Jurassic. I'm sure we'll be talking Funko and all kinds of other things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, some Funko content coming your way for the uh, Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar game. Uh, but this is a very long episode. We recorded, I think, for around two hours. So, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off? by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag for March. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wet my dino tails and bread and gender Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of March. We uh, just decided to skip over February completely, and, uh, you know, we were like, you know, you guys sent in some thoughts and, and feelings around some things probably in the Jurassic fandom and community, uh, but we were like, you know what? We forgot, so we just didn't record anything for February, but we're here for March, and I've got Jen. What's going on, Jen? How you doing? Hi. Happy post-trailer life. I don't think I talked to you <laughs> since the trailer came out, so we're different people now. We are. Yes, we are different people. Things are different now. That is always the way I like to, uh, to look at it, as, you know, there is the before and there's the after, and we are... Mm -hmm. In the after of the trailer, uh, at least. So, you know, there's still other things to consider, you know, for the after once we see other trailers and other uh, and the film itself. But for now, we're in this in-between state. But, uh, yeah, we haven't yeah, we haven't talked about it. Um, I feel like I do this to everybody where, like, I just stay radio silent. And then all of a sudden we're I'm like I get on a mic with them and I'm like, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about this big thing that happened so like i you know i don't know what kind of questions there are we, we might end up touching on this at some point but like give me some quick feelings what did you think when you saw that trailer uh I'm, i have um, some i have some interesting thoughts about what you maybe thought so i want to hear it okay oh that's i'm interested to hear what your interesting thoughts may be. <laughs> but okay so i was in i was in disney when the trailer dropped and i was not ready at all i was prepared for super bowl weekend i was supposed to come i was coming back home on february 11th friday i was already i'm like all right i'll come home on the 11th we'll unpack on saturday i'll get my screen caps going super bowl like i'm ready mm -hmm. and i'm there i'm getting i don't know what time of day it was i think it was earlier i was getting ready i think or something and i was in the room and just doing all this stuff and then josh is like oh my gosh and i'm like oh, i don't have time for this we're literally going to a park like i can't uh. oh my gosh but he's like okay well, we have to watch it so we went in a room we shut the door and, and and he like it was just like the before and after like okay right now we don't have this in our mind and when we hit play <laughs> it's going to be the after in our lives will be different and i'm like okay 
So hit play. And um, I, my initial reaction, like I did, I teared up a little. I did. I was, I was a little emotional, like in the middle there when the, like when the, the way the music was playing and the way the, the font was coming out and the Amber Universal logo, like I was tearing a little bit. Um, I still don't know what this movie is about. I still don't know why everybody is doing what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. So that's nice. I didn't give anything away like that. Uh, the Claire stuff, there's not really much to go off of, just running away from things. So same as Fallen Kingdom, running away from things. I do like that the Dilophosaurus is a Claire moment. That I was excited about that because not only is it in the trailer in a really cool way, but I'm like, oh, she's involved with it, which is super cool. Um, I like I like the dinos in regular world more than I thought I would. So take that as you want. I'm not sure how to take that either, but I was I don't know what I was expecting, but I like um the scene with like the motorcycle and the the dino. Like it was cool. I I would liked it. I'm very excited um and I did tear up a little. And I'm very happy with the trailer. Like I'm proud to show it to people. I was showing it to my parents when I got back and and everything. So yeah, I really liked it. So what did you think that I would think? Well, yeah, I was I was just wondering like what what did you think about the the Claire aspects because you know, she was a pretty interesting part of the trailer. She wasn't like a a, a big focus, but mm -hmm. she was in quite a few little like quick you know, quick scenes, quick shots. Um every single one of them you know, you could say, oh, she dies after that, which I did. I, I said <laughs> I was recording with Aaron and we were going through for The Wire. We're going through the trailer. And, you know, each scene that I get to with Claire, I'm like, oh, and that's where she died. You know, because every oh. <laughs> scene is is her getting, like, attacked, uh, doing, you know, it's just oh, always yeah. something. I think there's a one shot of her and, like, Owen that maybe, like, things are okay. Um, but... Everything else, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's in like dire situations, almost getting eaten here and there, and she's in, she's like ejecting out of the 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 plane. It looks like, and mm -hmm. then almost getting by a pteranodon and the the uh, therizinosaurus and the uh, uh, was there a atrociraptor getting? Yeah, the atrociraptor was chasing her, and the dilophosaurus. There's so many attack moments with Claire. I was like, okay, this is getting absurd. So I was like, I, I didn't know how you were going to take all that. I was like, you know, she's not really in a ton of it, but the things that she is in, she's always in dire, you know, danger. I think like my initial reaction with all that was, was just literally, it's cool that she gets to do that. Like that part, the, all these interesting parts, as you're saying, and all, all of that was, that's her, her scene. Like it's not given to any other character. Like she gets to do all those interesting things. And that was like, okay, that's, that's fun that she gets to do all those interesting, fun scenes. So that was my, that was my initial thought. It wasn't so much as, oh my God, she's getting beat up with all these dinosaurs. It was more, that's cool that she gets this. She gets to do that, which is, which is nice. She's just not in the background, whatever, like or staying back or something like she gets to do these kinds of things. So that was like yeah. super exciting to me, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing in this movie and this did not help me at all in what she's doing in this movie. I don't know where she stands. I don't know what she thinks. I don't know what she wants. I don't know what the goal is for her. I don't know. But I like that I don't know. I kind of want to not know until the movie, but I'm sure something will get spoiled somewhere. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't know anything about you know uh, from what from this what this trailer is showing us. We don't really know what's going on. You know, they're not really showing uh, the main plot of this thing, how people come together, or why these different groups are, you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever they're doing in these trailers. Like, we just don't really know why are all these other dinosaurs out there. Where did they come from? Who's doing what? We just we just know that people are like you know being attacked looking sad uh you know there's so many different things happening in this trailer and we just don't have the context which i'm like let's keep it that way let's just let's just stick with this uh and and just you know go this way from here on out like let's not just ruin it give us all those details i don't want to know you know yeah yeah i hope i hope i I don't want to know either i'm exactly i like this trailer because it somehow showed you so much and basically nothing at the same time yeah yeah so um i am excited to talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about so let's see what do we have here first let's go to an mp3 from seth so like i said this is uh this is all stuff since our january recording so like literally like days after or day after even before that uh we we you know finished that recording um we were getting stuff so all through january february so when did that trailer come out again it was like sometime february, in, in february Oh, yeah, yeah. Tenth, yeah, pretty nine, early. That's tenth, right. Pretty early. Um, okay, so we got maybe some stuff on the trailer, maybe some stuff before the trailer. But let's see what uh, our first, uh, let's see, this was an MP3 from Seth. Uh, hey, Brad and Jen. I want to know your thoughts on, like, a few things I'm just kind of making up on the spot. Um, I would, my name is Seth. Uh, I'm 12. I love your podcast. I'm addicted to Jurassic Park, like, Aww. way too much. <laughs> I watched the first one in 2019, and I've watched it uh, seven times since. Uh, that's kinda, nice. Yeah. Uh, but basically, first of all, um, do you think the Scorpius Rex being called the first hybrid disproves the theory that the Spinosaurus is genetically modified? I don't, because like, modifying a dinosaur in evolution isn't making it a hybrid, so I still think the Spino was genetically modified to be stronger. Also, who do you think made the Spino? Do you think it's Biosyn? Maybe even Manticore. Maybe their original plan was to be on Sauna, and then they moved over to their own island. That's my theory, at least. Um, also, how do you think Manticore got the Tyrannodons, the Dilophosaurus? And where were they keeping uh, the, Cerat- the Ceratosaurus? Because, I mean, it just came out of like that random underground room. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I hope you can um, have your own theories on these questions. I think they have some underground biomes in the Manticorp Island. I also think Manticorp probably made the Spino. Um, so, yeah. Um, I really love your podcast. Keep up all the good work. Yeah, bye. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Uh, Jen, let me ask you real quick. I-, I forget your status on Camp Cretaceous Season 4. Did you Did you finish this show? Oh, that's right. Because I think the last time we talked, I was only a couple in. Yeah, we finished it. Okay, I just good, have to say, good. though, Seth's accent is so cool that it's so distracting. <laughs> I wish I could sound like that. I love I it. I know. I know. I feel like we we just sound so, you know, unsophisticated uh, when we talk, I feel like. So it would be nice to have an accent like Seth's, you know. Everything he says just sounds <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Uh, great voicemail. Um, and... As far as the Scorpius Rex, um, you know, kind of disproving maybe anything about the Spinosaurus. Um, now, the only way we know anything about the Spinosaurus is from marketing materials. Um, 
And that's it. There's nothing in any of the films or the shows that that says anything about what the Spinosaurus is. So really, we're only going off what other people have written down. And I think when it comes to the Scorpius, uh, you know, the Scorpius is something that they've got on record, right? Like the Scorpius is on record. The Indominus is on record as far as like hybrids go. Like Dr. Wu is literally making videotapes about uh well maybe not tapes but uh, video diaries mm-hmm. about uh you know what has happened and you know how he's been making these things what went wrong um and i think something like the spinosaurus if there was any truth to you know this thing potentially being a hybrid it would probably be off the record you know so i think when it comes to dr wu going on 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 record saying the scorpius rex is my first uh hybrid creation he's going on record so i i think he would say like this is the first attempt at a a hybrid creature i don't think he would have you know said well uh i mean there was the spinosaur but that was (laughs) that was illegally done we didn't you know nobody was supposed to know about like he wouldn't go on record and say that so i think when it comes to the the uh the scorpius being the first i think it's it's you know it could just be a lie or it could be true i don't know i mean there's really there's no facts in between so we really can't say for sure what's what but if there is truth to the spino being a hybrid of any sort i think he would just probably keep it off the record as opposed to saying that that was our first attempt or one of our first attempts what do you think about that do you think there's any do you think he would like try to keep that under the rug, sweep it under the rug, since there was like elite? Like, remember how like B- Billy's like, oh, you know, that wasn't on Ingen's Ingen's list, and and mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like they're sweeping things under the rug on whatever was on Sorna. So, do you think that kind of checks out, or do you think he would like want to be like, yes, this is my first one, the Spinosaur? I think, um, in general, the Spinosaurus is an interesting thing because. Theoretically, I think it it fell into a movie. Like in reality, they were like, "All right, we're gonna make Jurassic Park three. Let's make this really cool dinosaur. Let's make it swim and be bigger and beat the T Rex." And we're like, "What the heck is a third Jurassic movie?" And then everyone was like, "Whatever." And then Jurassic World happened. Now we have this huge, huger franchise, and everyone's kind of looking at Jurassic Park three to see, okay, where do you fit in this huge, um, like what is it world i guess and inside this world franchise and jurassic park 3 is like i don't know i was just a movie made for fun (laughs) after the lost world and i have this weird dinosaur that doesn't really make any sense we never explained it because it was just supposed to be like a fun monster movie kind of thing and then the the jurassic world franchise is like well crap what do we do with this and then camp cretaceous comes along like well just throw it in there with no real explanation and we're just kind of put it in because it fits totally makes sense it fits in the world but we don't know anything about it other than you know let's just make this thing for Jurassic Park 3 so I feel like they're backpedaling a lot and just Mm. trying to figure out what to do with it um figuring out what it is maybe themselves like the writers figuring out what it is so Dr. Wu is probably not going to claim this as his own I don't think anybody wants to claim the Spinosaurus as its own in this franchise they're just like it exists and we gotta do stuff with it because people like it and it's in there so 
I don't know. It's kind of messy. Wow. I love, I think that is maybe the best answer that's ever been said in regards to Jurassic Park 3 and its existence. Uh, <laughs> that is that is impressive. That is that was fantastic. And I think you, you touched on like a meta kind of answer where like, Nobody wants to own up to J Jurassic Park 3 <laughs> and, and the things that were made. So not even within the movies, nobody's going <laughs> to own up to it, no. which is hilarious. It's like this meta concept that is just really, really funny. Um, and I think you might be on to something. I think, uh, you know, you're definitely on to something because there's so much patchwork, you know, going on to try to, like, connect these universes when they're not meant to really be ultra connected in the way that we've kind of become accustomed to with filmmaking, whether it's, you know, the Marvel universe or star Wars or, or anything like that. There's, there's a few out there that kind of do this and Jurassic's like kind of catching up because the first movie came out 93, they made a movie and that was it. And then it's like, well, we, maybe we should make more. And then like, let's force Michael Crichton to write a book and then make a movie that doesn't correlate to that book really all that much. And then that movie disregards so much of like what, you know, like just just kind of does its own thing. The Lost World in 1997 just kind of does its own thing and just like is like, well, we also had stuff here. And then like now you have to answer for all that. And then like Jurassic mm -hmm. Park 3, like you're saying is like, well, we're also going to ignore everything else, too. And we're going to do our kind of our own, like you're saying, a monster movie. We're just going to have fun with it, you know, and just make this uh -huh. bigger and better. And and you're right. Like, we're sitting here really trying to connect dots about raptors look this way. And why are there tigers but also these other ones? And, and it's just like it, it, it's this is we're trying to create this patchwork that, you know, if we ever did connect all of these threads, if I was to go like this, like with my breath and just go like blow a little bit of wind at it, it would fall apart. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's sad. I, and I, I don't like to own up to that, but I think we need to. I think as like a fandom, we have to look at this and say it, it, they've made it after the fact and they're really trying to connect all these dots after the fact. Yes, there's. The islands that that are the same, and the, some of the people are the same, and and all that. But they're, the first three are individual stories that didn't really need to connect outside of Jurassic Park, Ingen, John Hammond, Ian Malcolm, and you know Grant, those characters. Yeah. Like nothing else really needed to connect. Um, so now it's like a whole retroactive thing, and you know, a lot of the pieces don't work. So I think if we just have fun with it and just say like, oh, that's cool. Spinosaurus is here in Camp Cretaceous season four. That's awesome. How did it get there? I have no clue. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, and as far as Manicourt, like, I, I kind of forget what half the other questions were, but um, Manicourt, ha oh yeah, there was something about Manicourt having like these underground tunnels and there was that one sequence where like a ceratosaur just like came out of nowhere. Um and, yeah, I don't know what they've got going on under there. I don't know that there were, like, biomes underground. I, I think that's a cool idea, but there's probably just, like, storage facilities or maybe maybe it was, like, tranked in another room or something like that, and it just woke up on its own and got out or something. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what, what they would have underneath. I mean, I, I'm not going to let anything slide. I mean, I think they 
they could be capable of anything, uh, Manicor. They've got oh. such uh, you know a high tech facility there that they are you know they're willing to create whatever they want. So maybe there are some facilities underground, um, or maybe they just didn't you know latch the gate. You know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but I, I, any theories on what you know what Manicor is capable of? Uh, did they create any of these things that we're seeing in on Sorna even you know in in the old days? Um, do you have any ideas on that? Um, I don't know. I want to say no. I want to say, again, we're building that house with twigs. Just don't blow on it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you can make stretches on it, but I don't think so. I think Manicore is mostly for Camp Cretaceous. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, these little um, environment bubbles are going to be referenced in dominion and i'd actually be shocked if that happened i don't know i just don't see them connecting it and i don't think it's related to the sorna stuff and i i don't know i i think it's its own thing and they're just kind of um just going with it that's their story that's their villain and that's just what it's it's kind of just there in yeah. my opinion i could be completely yeah. wrong i don't know no i i think you're right i mean i think when it when maybe it comes to whatever this tie is this like elusive tie to to uh, Jurassic World Dominion you know they they keep teasing that there's some sort of tie between the show and that movie um it's probably just the fact that like dinosaurs are in snow <laughs> you know they both mm -hmm. have dinosaurs in snow um and I, I I think like probably what happened was they had a meeting with Colin early on and they're like Colin's like oh man you guys you guys you got to see this new movie that we're coming up with you know, it, it's got dinosaurs in, like, the jungle. We've got them uh, out in the desert kind of place. We've got them in, uh, in the snow. And then, you know, the people at DreamWorks are like, ooh, ooh, that's a cool idea. What, what do you think if we, like, set the stage, like, to get people used to seeing dinosaurs in these places? And Colin's like, oh, that's a cool idea. What, why don't you do, like, biomes or something like that on an island? And then, like, when they, when they see them in these different places outside of a jungle – people are going to be used to it and they're not going to think it's weird. I feel like that's probably what happened. <laughs> that was probably the conversation. See, we are so, this is an interesting podcast this, this month because we are so cynical right now. We're like oh. the creators of Jurassic Park 3. We're just <laughs> having fun. Now, nothing makes sense. It's not even a well-written, cohesive like, universe. And now we're here with, with Cambertaceous. Like, yeah, they just kind of made it it's not related to anything else there's there's no through lines it's just for that like we're so cynical on on like the storytelling right now well yeah look i i'm trying not to get too into the weeds on tons of theories and and ideas because we know how it goes down you know, when we see the movie and we we come out of that theater we know how we felt you know with fallen kingdom now my feelings yeah. have changed yours not so much but like I, I don't want to, like, get too far into the weeds on things, you know, and I kind of just want to be like, maybe things aren't as connected as we're thinking, or maybe it's not going to be as grand as of a spectacle, spectacle. but, I, you know, I, I do have faith that, you know, they do think about these things, and they do try to connect dots, but as we've seen in so many other cases, the answer is no, you know, they're, they're not really trying to do too much in, in those regards. Yeah, I, I agree with you. With Fallen Kingdom, I was very much in the weeds. We were in the weeds before there was even any, like, trailer out, any spoiler out. Like, we were right in the whole movie, and we figured it out. And then when none of it matched out, we were like, oh, we had really good ideas. Yeah, I know. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really 
I'm just going to let it happen. I think I'm going to try the last one. I just want to let it happen a little bit. Yeah. Look, I, I think as fans, we can, we have the capabilities to write and connect dots and make the most perfect series that we want to, you know? And, I know, you know, people like to just say, like, oh, let the creators do stuff because they'll they'll surprise you and give you the thing that you never knew you wanted, which, yes, that can be true. But sometimes fans really know what what it what like works and what connects. And I, I, I know a lot of people discredit fans for connecting dots and making all these cool connections to different parts of the universe where if you if you do want to make that tangled web of of twigs to to make this whole thing stand up we could do it but like <laughs> it's just it's a lot of work and and you know i don't i don't know that they need to do that from uh, a marketing perspective or from you know they just want, they're just going to put out these movies these individual movies like they did with the first 3 and just make you know a massive franchise and i think it's going to come out great no matter what like look this right. this trailer we talked about before looks incredible and i am so excited for this movie and also can't wait for season 5 of camp cretaceous so <laughs> yeah i agree with 99% but there's sometimes 1% of stuff man i wish they did i wish they just changed a few things or they just put in a few extra different things and it would have changed the movies for me. Like it would have made them infinitely better. Mm -hmm. Just 99% they could do what they want. 1%. I'm just like, just listen to me for 1%. But otherwise I'm I'm like, yeah, go for it, whatever. A few things. I know. I I do feel that way with like, like I love the the Star Wars sequels that recently came out. I know you have nothing to do with it, but like, I, yeah. I love those movies so much, but I think there's like, like you're saying, a, a, a few percentage wise, like I could, we could connect so many dots and throw some things in there that would just make them even better of movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes that, you know, we're capable of doing that as fans. Um, but, you know, and so are the creators, like they could do these things too, but there are, there's so many other things that they have to, you know, take care of and, and other dots to connect. So I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough sell. You know, and also the studio. You have to deal with the studio, which maybe doesn't care about all those things. You know, they just want to like throw their thing out and and do some edits and figure out what works best for test audiences and stuff like that. And if, you know, which Jurassic World Dominion already had that. They already had the test audience out there with the quote unquote super fans and, and other people. And if things change from that moment, you know, it's all in those people's hands. You know, as far as how this thing comes out and how those and dots who are, are these connected. Super fans. How yeah. do I get to be one of them? And who are they? Jeez. No, we're we're not capable of 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 that level of fandom over here. <laughs> no, I guess not. Well, thank you, Seth. Uh, sorry, we're not trying to be sour whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> I, I I think like I I just kind of se- have settled recently on like I don't really care too much about canon. I don't really because ca- like as we said. There was not a huge care to begin with, with a canon. And that's not a critique or a criticism. It's just a fact. Um, and it's literally just how movies were made then, too, and how this franchise was made. Like, yeah, they didn't yeah. think it was going to be what it is. So, yeah. So, so retro, retroactive canon is not as, as you know, fun and, and uh, easy to connect as canon from the start, you know, when you realize you're going to do this from the beginning. Um, but thank you, Seth. Uh, this next call, I'm not sure who it was from. I didn't catch a name. Uh, like I usually say, I only listen to like the first few seconds to try to catch a name, but 
I, I didn't I didn't hear it, so maybe it's there. Uh, hey, uh, this is to the Jurassic Park podcast for mailbag. Um, I'm making this in January, so it's February for the mailbag in February. Nope. It's oh. here Next one. Sorry. Long email. <laughs> I know you thought it was long, but to me it was long because I typed it. But, um, what do you think about the toy line? Um, and, cause you mentioned some toys in my question, um, what do you think about that? Uh, I really like those toy reviews that you guys make on your YouTube channel and your podcast. Will you ever continue with them? And, oh. um, yeah, um, that's really all I have to say. So, <laughs> Um, stay safe, stay Jurassic, and, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm sorry I didn't hear who it was, but, uh, I appreciate it. Next time, uh, say it loud, say it, uh, strong, and, and I'll, I'll shout you out next time. But, um, as far as, like, toy stuff, I, yeah, I love the toys, and there's been a lot of really cool stuff, um, I feel like revealed over the past few months or however long. And I I am very very excited for the 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 prospect of like the Jurassic World Dominion toy line and what's to come. I know like you know things are gonna start hitting. They already have like every now and then there's like a a, a little picture or video pops up of somebody that has like a brand new toy from Dominion and it's like how did you get this so soon? Mm-hmm. Um, and some regions are different. You know some pe- some places already have them out. Um, and some like we saw in the beginning of February were releasing them when they should know. Um, so there's there's a lot of really fun stuff, I think, coming up. Um, and of course, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm most excited for like, like the dinosaurs and stuff that we, um, we know that are in Dominion. Like there's going to be some really cool stuff like the Therizinosaurus, which is starting to get out there now. It looks awesome. That, that figure looks really fantastic. I'm really excited for the Quetzalcoatl Atlas. Um, there's some cool Lego sets coming our ways. And, um, you know, there's just I, – I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all of it, really. Uh, I've talked about the Hammond collection a little bit, and I'm excited for it. But also, like, I don't really – I don't really want it just because, like, it's just another thing, like, that I feel like they're just, like, repeating a lot and just doing over with, like they did with the uh, Amber collection and some other figures that were in the main core line. What are your thoughts on on uh, the, the the upcoming toy line? You're not a huge collector of toys. I know you have a few things here and there, but um, what do you think about what you've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, I I see stuff. I see stuff come across chats and yeah. um, tweets. Stuff. I, mean, I see a lot of stuff, and it looks really cool, and uh, every time we go any store, any Target or Walmart or anything, we always stop by the toy section to see if there's any Dominion stuff. There, there hasn't been. We've we've seen none of it really. Um, but this is this is where um, I get my toy information. Once in a while, we get a package in the mail, and I open it, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And who ordered it? And Josh is like, "Oh, well, I had to pre-order that. It was like so. We just the Mall Dune came the other day, so we have that." Um, and then we got the Mr. DNA Funko came the other day as well. And so, I mean, like we, Josh gets, he's like, oh, well, we got to order this. Like we got to get this. And I couldn't even tell you um, half the stuff we get in the mail. I don't remember half the stuff. So I see, so we, somehow I own a lot, I guess. But um, 
I don't, I, I, from what I see in stores, it's really cool. And from what I see, like, in chats and stuff, like, the stuff coming is pretty cool. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. I'm probably not going to pick much of it up. Josh might pick some of it up. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good for people who want to get, like, really different and cool-looking dinosaurs. Because they're always doing different, like, things I never think they'd do. They pop up on shelves. I'm like, okay, that that's, like, a really cool dinosaur. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mattel's been pretty good for like making dinosaurs that are not even like a part of the franchise or or mm -hmm. anything else. Like they're just their own one-off creations and uh, or repainted several times. But you know, it's really yeah, cool to see. Too. Yeah, and and the the Mr. DNA Funko is awesome. Uh, that that uh, Muldoon is really cool. Like there's there's so much great stuff out there, and I'm just super pumped for it. As far as like reviews and stuff on the podcast, probably not really gonna go too crazy on the podcast per se uh every now and then maybe I'll, I'll give a shout out to certain figures um but um i know back in the day like i you know when we first started getting stuff i would i would do like whole breakdowns and stuff for the podcast but at this point seven years on i'm like we have too much to talk about so th that kind of content is usually like um, I'll probably do stuff like that more in our live streams. So, um, whoever you were, if you, if you watch our live streams, we do those Wednesday night, 9 PM Eastern standard time, or there, you can replay them at any point. Um, but, uh, I usually like, we'll focus on a lot of toys and stuff in those live streams and then reviews on the channel. Um, I, every now and then maybe, um, reviews are, are like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I have two kids and I, I have zero time and like it's it's so hard to film all of this content. And I so what I started doing with reviews is like they took up so much time um, in my in my schedule, in my podcasting schedule, my family schedule that I was like, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to just do like real quick, like highlight videos where I'll show you this figure in the box and then I'll show you this figure out of the box, spin it around a few times, look at it. And then that's probably it. But Reviews, unless I'm like, unless somebody sends me something that is specifically made for reviewing and opening up and unboxing, which that does happen from time to time. But uh, outside of that, I'm not gonna, I'm probably not gonna be reviewing every toy that I find in a store because it's a lot of work. So <laughs> I, uh, I know you can appreciate uh, backing off of content from time to time, right, Jen? <laughs> yeah, I don't honestly know how you do everything that you do with with two kids. I don't. It blows my mind because. I have one and I literally can't do anything. If I try to do the smallest thing, he'll be, he's eating cat food. And I'm like, stop. I just wanna, like, I want to do, I yep. want to do the vault. Like I have so many pictures to add to the vault and they're ready to go. They're all edited through. No duplicates. Yeah. Like I'm ready to upload so many different albums. And it's just like, I spend three and a half seconds to just sit down in front of my computer and he's eating like, litter box and I'm just like <laughs> so I can't yep. I can't do yep. anything ever I don't know how you do I don't I don't know I don't know how you do anything honestly because I can't do anything at all it, it just comes ever. down to zero sleep you get zero sleep and the only thing you can possibly think about is Jurassic then you can you can get done a lot, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, but I appreciate, you know, the thought and the sentiment. But, you know, we definitely have – will have toy content on this show and on the live stream and our YouTube channel. So keep your eyes peeled. 
but probably not reviews. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for calling. This next one is it, a quick um, email here from KitKat, and it says, are you going to do uh, a talk over for Camp Cretaceous uh, seasons two through four? Uh, sorry if you already have. I, ha I haven't found it in your list of episodes. So uh, that was it. Thank you so much for writing that in. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I so I think I did this, which I had a huge like plan for Camp Cretaceous content. But again, uh, so many things to do. Uh, so I I initially intended um, to create like a whole offshoot podcast of like a, a secondary thing on a separate feed. Um, but you know, that really just didn't come to, uh, fruition. So I wanted to do like, like breakdowns of every episode like I did. Cause I think it was, I don't remember what it was. If it was the lead up to season two, maybe I like I had a bunch of guests on and I redid, we rewatched the first, uh, season and then aired those before we did the second season. And, and I think we did, uh, YouTube watch throughs watch parties of the first season which i could definitely continue that again maybe in the future if i'm like looking for some more content um but right now we don't have anything like that on the channel so unfortunately no um but uh i, I do i do like doing those things jen have you ever done like a, a commentary or anything like that do you do you like doing those I'm things to think. i'm trying to think if i did that uh no, I've never done I thought about it though, because I, I before Jurassic, like I've I've done podcasts like way back, way back. And I thought about doing it like then. But other than that, I've never actually done a talk over. No. Not that I can remember, but I was so close to doing it once though, many, 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 many years ago. But no, I've yeah. never actually done it. I feel like I feel like you should do that with like, you know, all the different Bryce movies and stuff like that or, or TV shows like that would actually be really great to kind of like hear that, that oh, uh, you know commentary tracks idea. over all of the content yeah do it do it um, so that'd be a fun yeah. idea I would really have fun doing that that doesn't seem like a chore like that literally sounds oh, fun no you just put put the movie on and yeah. then you know just talk over and like literally just say three two one play and everybody hits play with you um but uh I I would love to do those because they're always so much fun to do um, but for the time being, like I said, I, I initially planned to do like this offshoot podcast and like upload like stuff only to that feed when it came to Camp Cretaceous. But I would say uh, look out for uh, Cretaceous Dave. He's a community member out there and his, you know, his deal is talking about Camp Cretaceous and he does have the uh, Cretaceous Campcast, which uh, he hasn't he hasn't gotten into this portion just yet that you were asking about, uh, Kit Kat. But um, you know, Dave is kind of analyzing and and thinking about different aspects of the show. So if you're looking for more Camp Cretaceous content, definitely check out uh, Cretaceous Dave and everything that he's offering with the Cretaceous Campcast. So can't really go wrong because that is like solely focusing on Camp Cretaceous and and how it you know how it fits in. Uh, so so check that out. But uh, I appreciate you writing in. Let's go over to our next one, which is a call from Jake. Let's, uh, let's hear what Jake hey, has Brent to say. Hey, Brendan. It's Jake. And first off, I want to say, I'm sorry that I'm going to be so quiet in this voicemail, but it's currently 11 o'clock at night. And also, if my voice sounds a little weird, it's because I'm sick. So, Anyways, I just was sitting here and I couldn't fall asleep, so I 
a question just popped into my mind. If you had, if you had to become one dinosaur for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just any dinosaur. What would it be? <laughs> That's all I have. So. Bye. Well, thank you, Jake. That is a hilarious question to me. If, if we, if we were to become one, become one dinosaur for the rest of our lives, what would it be? <laughs> I love how he just lays lays awake at night thinking about these things and like, you know what? I'm going to call the Jurassic Park podcast because I want to know what they think about this. I mean, that is amazing. Uh, and that is a, a fantastic question. So hmm. that's a new wow. one. Wow. What, what what would you? Yeah, usually it's like what what ones do you want to be, you know, have be your pet or whatever. Yeah. But like what one would you want to be for the rest of your life? Tomorrow, today, you're turned into a dinosaur. Forever. Yeah. Forever. What is it? Okay. Um, something initially popped in my head, and then I have a reasoning for why I might choose something else. So the initial thought was, okay, if I'm going to be this dinosaur forever, I want to be, like, the safest dinosaur, like the top of the food chain or or something, because I don't want to, like, die. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a, a compy and, like, oh, it's day one of my life, and I die. So I want to, like, live a long time. Um, so I was trying to think like the Mosasaurus is pretty safe because I feel like nothing really eats it and, but I don't want to live in the water. So I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that as much. <laughs> then I went to like Pteranodon and then I'm thinking, does they have any predators, maybe bigger birds, maybe I'd be the biggest bird. Um, cause then if you're stuck in the water, like you can't see, enjoy the sun, you can't like yeah. go on the beach you can't do you can't see nothing other than the water so that's where the mosasaurus is like i like it i like that i can't be eaten but i don't like that i'm very limited to, to the water so i think i'm gonna pick like a really big bird that doesn't have hmm. predators okay well how about I, I see look here's the thing you're asking people that don't know if things have natural predators so like uh <laughs> yeah maybe the cats like from that trailer from the trailer from Jurassic world dominion yeah. like that would be a cool one because it's massive. It's like, you know, the size of a giraffe or whatever. It's huge. And, you know, I, I would feel pretty safe if I was a cat, I guess. I, I think so. Yeah, Especially and you can like, fly and yeah. you can see so many things. Like if you're in the water, you can swim in different areas where you can't really get out. It's like being aerial. I don't want to be stuck being aerial and I can't, I'm looking at the land and I'm like, I yeah. can't get there. That would be a Mosasaurus to me. It's like, I just, I can't get there. I get to see it. So that's where I got to go with like a bird. It's also you. Like you have, like, it's you as a dinosaur. So like, I wonder what does that mean? Do you keep doing your human things? Or do you like, is this like, <laughs> like a world where like, just, you're just a dinosaur and everything's the dinosaurs now. Um, so like, either or... of those choices of mine become very awkward if I'm yeah. like, still doing human things. <laughs> <laughs> you're just Both like of those are weird yeah your kid's like mom mom pick me up and you're like i'm a bird with wings i don't know how how to do this uh but like uh I, yeah that is an interesting question and an interesting spin on it i don't know if what is the case of the world around us but um but that is a good choice because i don't want to be stuck in the water either i don't want to be like just trapped down there especially as like myself i don't want to be like oh Unless, like, it's like a Spider-Man situation, or no, I'm sorry, like a Batman situation where he's, like, afraid of bats, and then he, he like, owns the symbol to become Batman. Um, I don't like the water, but should I just own it just to be, you know, <laughs> just to be the the, the Mosasaur man? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you were, you, you mentioned, like, a copy. 
I mean, I could maybe be a copy because I feel like if I was a copy, I would be like small and tiny and I could just do whatever I want and like go wherever I want. Um, oh, I'd be dead immediately. I would be dead. I'd be stepped on like in seconds. I guess. I have no survival skills. I feel like, like, zero. I, could, like I need to be above <laughs> I feel like I could like run around big footsteps. Like if there's a T-Rex or something, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going this way. I'm going that way. You can't catch me. I'm small. I'll go in this twig, like like under these twigs over here, and you won't even know I'm there. Um, but I, then I would also have to just like eat dead dinosaurs or or something, eat dead stuff, because that's what all they just scavenge. Um, but I guess that's what any dinosaur does. So um, I don't know. That's a good question. I I wouldn't want to be like a brachiosaur, even though that's like my favorite dinosaur. I feel like that would be a very lumbering life. Like I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to go over there. It's gonna take me a long time. <laughs> like you, on the other hand, are flying. Like you're you're yeah. there already. And I'm like, I'll see you there in a week. I'm like Eeyore <laughs> over here. I'm like, I'll be there in a little bit. And it's like a week you're later. You're coming along. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming yeah. along. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say copy. I don't know. I, I think I'm just gonna Ooh. say copy. <laughs> that is very interesting. Yeah, that's good that you could survive. Like. Like, I hope. I, I mean, I, I don't know. know that I will, but uh, but for 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 the rest of my life, maybe it's not that long, you know, as a copy. So thank you, Jake. Uh, what an interesting question. I've never put myself in the, that position before. So yeah. uh, let's move on to our next one here, which is from River. Hey there, guys. Um, so I want to ask two questions for you guys, and uh, before I do that. I just want to say I love your guys' content. I've been listening to your podcast for about two years now. Um, Oh, by the way, my name is River English. Um, But two questions I have for today are, what kind of dinosaurs can you predict for Jurassic World Dominion? Like any type of dinosaur, a flying reptile, marine reptile, or just any type of dinosaur. But um, I'm wondering if they would add any dinosaurs from Jurassic World Evolution 2. I'd really like to see um, Coelophysis, but that probably wouldn't come in. It'd still be cool, though, if they did. It'd be cool to see the uh, Acrocamphosaurus or just many dinosaurs from the original game, you know? Okay, moving on to my second question. What do you find most interesting about Jurassic World Evolution 2? Just in my opinion... My favorite is probably the dinosaur behaviors, the new additions of, like, um, social interactions and um, migrating. I've had this happen before. I've met an enclosure big enough for Gallimimus, and they moved from one spot to another, and um, it was really cool. They just stayed there for a while. But, uh, yeah. I hope you will read this. Um, I've never really been in any kind of 
YouTube collaboration or podcasting. But uh, I hope I can um, talk to you guys sometime and stay Jurassic. Bye. Awesome. Uh, well, we do have another one. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, another one from River. But uh, first off, <laughs> do you have any predictions uh-huh. for dinosaurs in Dominion? Because like, I feel like there's probably like a Quetzalcoatlus, which is not a dinosaur, but it's probably in there. Probably a Mosasaurus, also probably you know not a dinosaur, but like uh, probably like a Trociraptors. Maybe you see maybe like I, I would predict maybe you see three or so, four maybe. You know, uh, I've seen three in the trailer. Um, there's definitely Dilophosaur. A T-Rex, I would guess. Um, uh, a Giganotosaurus. Um, a Velociraptor. And maybe even like a baby Velociraptor. You have any predictions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I want a Dimetrodon. I would I would love a Dimetrodon. Yes. But also not no, a dinosaur, no, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no no technicality. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no nothing to tell me that it's really going to be there per se but i would love that i would be pleasantly happy there's nothing directly in my face that tells me it's there so i would be happy to see it there's nothing in front of your face right now as you're speaking that tells you it's in the movie nothing nothing at all you never know you never know um that's a good i like that call out i like that one um specifically it's things that are for sure like i don't think are in the movie uh would be I would love to see a moss chops, which is also not a dinosaur, but <laughs> I think that's just such a, a lumbering creature, which, you know, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to come over there in a little bit. Um, but uh, I would love to see that. I, I, I again, I, I don't know. I would love to see like a Suchomimus, uh, but but these are not predictions. These, these are just things I would like to see. I, I have no predictions as far as what would be in this movie. Um, I feel like we've seen everything. Like, I, I don't know that there's really going to be any surprises um, because we've seen so many renders and things like that uh, on toy boxes or books or whatever the case may be. There's so many things out there already. I hope there's surprises. That would be nice. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but as far as, like, Evolution 2 dinosaurs going in or, or even one, um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Nothing specifically from that game really pops out. But if I if I wanted a dinosaur in there, it would definitely be like, which I've said many times before, but I want that like Mattel Sukumimus, the blue one. I want that in the movie, which makes no sense, but I want it there. Uh, <laughs> and you don't play Evolution. Um, no. But there was another part um, about like, what is what do I find most interesting, I guess, about Jurassic World Evolution 2? It's a hard question. I have actually gotten into Evolution 2 a lot more recently. But I, I don't I don't know that I've necessarily come across interesting things for the game. Uh so that's a that's a tough one to say. But um I think so far like the most interesting thing that I've seen is just like having the Lost World uh amphitheater in there, the San Diego thing. Like that's been the most interesting thing for me. I, I've only played, I played through the campaign. It's really nothing new or innovative. I, don't, I didn't really feel like there was much in that outside of play this, get to do the task, and you're done. And I've done, I think, two, two of the uh, Chaos Theory modes and, and part of the Lost World. And they're really, it's just been the same thing. It's just like finish these tasks and you're out. Um, I, haven't, I haven't come across this interesting stuff that, that you know, 
uh, River was talking about with the migrations and the, the dinosaur behaviors and stuff like that. I haven't had any moment to pay attention to those things because the game is like a thousand miles an hour and doesn't give you a chance to. Um, so hopefully sometime soon I can come back with some interesting thoughts uh, on Evolution 2. But for now, my, my pick is just going to say my most interesting thing about the game so far has been the fact that we get the uh, amphitheater from the Lost World. I, I've been waiting for that, and I love it so much. It's such a cool-looking thing in the park, so that's my pick. Um, but I do have another one here from River, so let's go ahead and play that. Hey there. Um, so my name is River English, and I have some questions for you. Um, so in Jurassic World Dominion, with the whole handheld, and now it's like Giganotosaurus. What do you think the Giganotosaurus will look like? Like the Jurassic Evolution one, or the one we see in the Dominion prologue? Because I honestly think that I, they wouldn't add the prologue one unless it just feels like some type of thing that they did in the labs. But um, I really hope they add either the Jurassic World Evolution one or the Prologue. I like both of them. My second question is uh, for Jurassic World Dominion. What do you think Chris Pratt and Sam Neill, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Ellie Sadler will be doing? <laughs> uh, I just forgot her name, whatever. Uh, but what do you think they'll be doing together? Because, I mean, they're not really, like, they don't know each other yet. But it'd be cool to see how they would react to each other. But, uh, yeah. What I think would happen is either, like, go find the dinosaurs together and I don't know. Because we saw some of photo. Uh, I've watched from Clayton Parody. He posted, or he made this video about, uh, the photo that was posted on the internet was a parasolophus in the snow and him, like, tugging on it. But it was a whole different pattern. So I was wondering if that was made from, like, biosim or something. Um, but yeah, that's all the questions I have. I really hope you answer this. Um, so stay safe and stay direct. Awesome. Uh, thank you again, River. And so the the Giganotosaurus, this is pretty this is a pretty uh, quick and easy question. It's the prologue one. I mean the prologue one is set in the past, but it's gonna be that same design. And like I said, I think was it was it River's question or Jake or some, somebody said something about toys before? I, I forget who. Um, but, um, you know, or, or I don't know what it was about toys. Oh, yeah. I think it was River's last question about what uh, predicting what dinosaurs. We, we were talking about, like, the renders and stuff. The renders are out there, so maybe you've already seen it by the time that this comes out. But um, definitely the uh, one from the prologue. Uh, Jen, what do you think about the characters being together? We've probably touched on this a little bit before, but, like, you don't have to go too wild with your theories, but why do you think they're together or what do you think are their goals? 
that is a big question to say. Oh, you don't have to go too far into that. Ah, oh, that is a big question. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, we have <laughs> we have talked about this before, like a lot. And I really, really like my answers that I've said before. So, quick summary, I guess, would be, um, I well, I guess they come together because dinosaurs are all over the world and they all have the same problem. But we don't really know how they come together. We don't know how they meet. We don't know why they meet. We don't know why they're even in the same location. And, I really and, and things really have maybe that... changed like since we last talked about it too, because we've seen some some moments of it. But again, go ahead. sorry to interrupt. No, I was gonna say a really thing a thing I know I always wanted was that I wanted the original crew to kind of be angry at the new crew for even causing this problem. But I don't know. I don't know from the from what I saw, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um I don't know. But that's what I kind of always wanted to happen. But it it seems like everyone's just all, oh, let's just save it all, save the world together. Let's have no depth whatsoever to our motivation. So I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope that there's some kind of um, more depth there. That's what I, that's what I think and hope for that there's going to be each character will kind of have their own reason, own purpose, own uh, like goal what that goal is i have no clue like i said earlier i had no clue who claire is in this movie because she's trained so much already so i have no clue she could be anybody no clue what she wants no clue what she wants to do so um it's like impossible <laughs> to really guess what that is but i do hope that there's like animosity between the yeah. old and the new I, I still want that that would be nice yeah i i wonder if claire was like uh you know after her experience in fallen kingdom she's like whoo i love that thrill uh, I'm just going to be the person who runs and jumps away from all the dinosaurs now. Um, but, uh, you know, we got a little bit of maybe some insight into the uh, Claire and Owen and Maisie storyline yeah, where, you know, well, yeah, I mean, maybe it, it depends. I mean, it, it seems like the trailer was kind of giving us a little bit of misdirection. It, sat, it looked like they were talking about Blue and and Beta. But mm -hmm. in reality, they're probably talking about Maisie um, and her, you know, if she if she uh, is found or caught, we'll never see her again. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably talking about Maisie. Um, so, you know, there's probably a chance that like and look, it looks like Beta is caught in a trap. So I would say they're like their intentions are probably very different than the original crew. Like it looks like. Owen and Claire are maybe going to be going either after Maisie or Beta and trying to figure out what happens. And then they come together with the original crew who are probably tracking down. Like, it looks like Ellie in the trailers is looking at some swarm in front of her. And then later on, you know, I don't know if it's later on, but, uh, you know, she meets up with Alan and is like, Hey Alan, uh, wh what do you say we we get back together for this uh, whatever for whatever's going on? And Alan, the, the only reason Alan is here is because of Ellie. Like there's, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other reason. You know, it it seems clear to me in the trailer that his intentions are I'm just gonna follow Ellie because she asked me to, and I think that's a valid enough answer. You know. <laughs> I think like I guess the big question right now that I don't want answered until I see the movie. I hope they don't um, answer it for me. But it's how do they meet? Like their first, do they accidentally run into each other, the old and the new group? And not even just how does Alan, Ellie, and like Malcolm find each other. I mean like the trio there meeting the new folks. Like 
is that a plan arrangement? Does somebody call somebody? Is there a middleman? Or do they just happen to be in the same place and run into each other? Like, that's my my initial question, I guess, because that has not been answered yet. And I, I kind of want to be surprised. Yeah. Uh, in the movie on that. Yeah, that would be nice if I, I would I would love to see them just happen to come across each other and have no idea that anybody else is uh, looking into any anything at all. Like, you know, it would be kind of interesting if they both just ended up at the same or both. When I, when I say both, I mean both groups uh, ended up together and they were just like, oh, you, what are you doing here? Well, we're doing this. And it's like, oh, well, well you know, the whole thing. Um, I think that would be the, the most fun way and the most organic way because, like, kind of like we've talked about so many times, is like, why? There's no reason for any of these characters to be together. Um, and Ian, like, I just, I still don't understand Ian's logic here. So that's another, you know, open-ended question that, like, I don't know why he would be involved in any of this, you know? It doesn't make much sense to me, but... Who knows? You know, one of my, the things that we talked about once before, one of my scenes that I know is not going to happen because it's just, they wouldn't do this. But I want so badly to like, um, like Claire Owen and Maisie just sitting in their little cabin, whatever. Claire and Owen aren't paying attention. Maisie's watching the TV. And like Malcolm or somebody or Ellie or somebody comes on the news and they're like protesting this dinosaur thing. And they're like, whatever goal they want to do, they're like talking about it on the news. And Maisie's just sitting there watching them like just a regular newscast no clue who it is and then like in the background you know like claire or someone's like come on let's go we gotta do this and then she just like okay she shuts the tv off and goes like that'd be the coolest introduction i feel like <laughs> yeah yeah like a yeah a kid who probably has no i don't know yeah she's you know she's steeped in the history of the park and and the 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 founders and stuff like that, right? By just living in Lockwood Manor, she she's like steeped in that culture and that that history. But like outside of that, like what does she know about the world and and uh, everything around her? Because she seemed like fairly secluded, right? Like she was like locked away in the castle, essentially. Like I don't know what she knows about Ian Malcolm or Alan Grant or Ellie Sattler or anything like that, you know. Like, I literally think if that happened, even in the beginning of the movie, like, a couple first scenes, everyone in the theater would go, oh, like, everyone would just gasp. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Oh, my no. gosh. Like, ah. <laughs> like, they're right, right there on the TV. And then she's just, like, no clue who they are. No clue who the, whoever it is. And then they just she just shuts it off. And she's like, oh, whatever. And then they, they just go on what they're doing. Like, the whole audience would just be so into that, I feel like. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, River. I think that was uh, I think that was about it. So um, let's move on to our next one, which is actually an email from from James, and it says, "Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen. It's James here. And uh, James, by the way, he he said, don't read my thing uh, ahead of time. So I have not read it ahead of time." Uh, it says, just because I know how much Brad likes reading, I thought I would do a ridiculously long sentence for him to read <laughs> just for my amusement and everyone who listens so they can hear you struggle. Oh, you put, you just put a you in there. You struggle to read a sentence with no breaks and punctuation and be a total pain in the neck. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if, if you... Oh, my gosh, James. What do you do? I wonder if you hot through this far with no mistakes and you <laughs> and I'm proud of you and at that point James wrote a bunch of misspellings I hope on purpose otherwise 
I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, it says, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, fun's over. I'll be kind now. Brad, for you, what do you think is a realistic way it could all end? Uh, one that you would, as a fan, be... See, here, I can't even read your normal sentences, man. Uh, one that you, as a fan, would be happy with personally. And Jen, how did you react when Bryce got up and close to the Dilo in the trailer? Take care, take care, guys. Hashtag pray for Ukraine. Yes, absolutely, James. Uh, and that's from James Jurassic Unicast. So, yeah, thank you, James. Um, so, James, why'd you make me read all that? <laughs> and Jen, what uh, what did you think about that that moment again? Uh, I know you mentioned it before, but what, what did you what do you think about that moment in a trailer? She gonna die after that moment? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think she's gonna die. But yeah, I was super excited. I was. I think my initial react. I think I might have went oh, a little bit because I'm not like a huge reactor. I could never do like reaction videos. I, I'm very internal with things. <laughs> but internally, I was like, yes, like she got that. That's her. like that dinosaur has been wanted for so long, and they chose Claire to do it. Like. Yes, yeah. obviously we don't really know what's happening, how where it gets introduced, who else gets to interact. But I was like, in the trailer, there it is. Like I was, I was pumped. I was, and it was at the end too. Like I'm already crying for a little bit in the yeah. middle and all of this. And then I'm like, yes, like it was just a, a yes. <laughs> but externally, I was like, oh, very quietly. <laughs> but I was pumped. I so I saw that moment and I was like, I was so caught off guard because when I saw that Dilophosaurus. My first instinct was like, oh, it looks fake. It looks like CG or something like that. Oh, but I then thought it looked awesome. Well, no, not to say it didn't look awesome, but I, I thought it looked like CG. Mm. But then I, I was like, wait, no, that's definitely a practical one. So it was weird how like my mind didn't know right away. And I know that's not the same for everybody because everybody else saw it differently. But like, I think that goes to show that like, you know, it doesn't. I don't think it matters what is CG or realistic, like uh, uh, an animatronic, because sometimes if your brain confuses them, that they've they've done the work and and it and it's worked out well. Um, so that's cool. But um, as far as and, and James also asked, you know, um, what's a realistic way to end it all? Uh, one that I would be happy with personally and as a fan or whatever. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I. I don't know, um, because any if they end this and like they just save the day and then everybody goes about their life, like to me in my mind, I'm like, well, there's no reason to not have more stories, you know. There's no reason to call this the final chapter outside of the fact that just nobody wants to do it anymore and they really want to close it, you know, like Sam Neill and Laura Dern and, and Jeff Goldblum are like, you know, we'll come back for this time but like that's it we're not doing it anymore um which like is fine but like in my fan mind i'm like yeah but like if that's how you end it like i i know you're out there in the universe and i know that there's probably a way that you would be involved in something um but uh but i don't know i, I have no idea i think you know you burn down the problems right you you find whatever the issues are in this movie burn them all down and then just say like we're living together now this is how it is which i guess is 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 a way to end but like i don't know i don't know how i would feel at the end of anything like i, I don't know what that feeling is going to be and and what is 
like what is uh what 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 I need to feel resolved in the end of everything. I have no idea. Like I cuz cuz like we've said, we don't really know like what the trajectory of anybody is or or, or the overall story. It's like what is what is this all going to be at the end? I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Uh, I really have no idea. What would make you happy in a way to end this this series? Oh, geez. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen and what, I th- what I'm what i probably okay with, I okay. think. At this point, I mean, you're asking before Fallen Kingdom, um, before Fallen Kingdom, I would have had a whole completely different answer. Even maybe right after Fallen Kingdom, I would have had a completely different answer of how I want it to end. But from what I've seen and where we're going in the trailer, uh, I think that the dinosaurs are going to win. They're going to take over the world. And humans are going to have to live in enclosures or in containment safe areas. Okay. That's, That's cool. What I think. So, yeah. oh. I don't know okay. if I like okay. it, but well, I mean, it's what it it's is. Like, it's like a reverse Jurassic Park. It's like the humans are in the cages now, you know, in the secluded areas. And the dinosaurs have the wild, you know, everything else. Um, that's an interesting way to look at it. Like kind of like a, a reverse zoo. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm okay with it. I, I just don't know how else you can really end it. That's not predictable. Cause you don't, okay. Yeah. The people have to either live with the dinosaurs. They kill all the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs kill everyone, which is not going to happen. Or the dinosaurs take over and the people go in containments. I mean, the only, those are your only choices. And I think that one is probably the most likely, um, likely one, and probably probably the one I would choose out of all of those. That's the most interesting one. Is there a chance that like a storyline happens that nobody has heard any rumors about, and it's like an asteroid comes and destroys <laughs> the Earth again, and like, <laughs> and and that's it. The, then everything's over, and it's legitimately the last movie. <laughs> Well, they left that out of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Completely. <laughs> so maybe. All that struggle not. for nothing. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it's just going to be like, they're all just, we're just going to have to figure this out, you know, and it's, but at the end of the day, like, I just don't see a world where anything ends, you know, like, like if if Biosyn's out there doing bad stuff, and they stop Biosyn, let's say they stop Biosyn, why wouldn't Jurassic World or Jurassic Park Seven just be another movie of another person doing a bad thing? You know, like I mean, I have no idea. I, I think it would just ultimately continue. So how do you logically end the uh, the series in a way that like feels like this is over and we can kind of be at rest with all of this. I don't know. But um, I did have an idea, um, which I've probably said a few times now between a live stream or or um, The Wire or something. But like, I was kind of thinking that like in the future outside of the legacy, like the, we've, we've done this whole Jurassic Legacy, you know, series where you've got the original three and then the new three. Um, and that's the end of the story, right? That, that's the end of the Jurassic Park Ingen Hammond story and then everything else after I would love to see like stories that do not connect in any way that they don't seem to connect in any way so uh, I've made mention of uh, raptors in a wilderness attacking a small village or something like that or 
the Mosasaur story, um, stuff like that. But then I would love to see like a story set like hundreds of years in the future as well, just to see like what mm. has become of the world. And maybe the world is like Planet of the Ape, Planet of the Apes, where like you know you realize that this is the world that we used to live in, and it's like dinosaurs have fully taken over, and humans are just living in like caveman kind of times or something like that. Um, and so you have movies just set on a long timeline of hundreds of of years, maybe thousands of years, who however long, and you just see it play out. You know, just see how it all connects down the road. Um, it could be kind of interesting to see that happen. And you don't have to have connective tissue like you do with characters continuing on. You could just have separate movies set along a very long timeline and see how it all culminates. You know, could be interesting. Yeah, that's true. Really, though, it's like it's never going to end. Even though this is like the end of this trilogy, they're never Jurassic's never going to end. Yeah, It'll keep I, going. yeah. Of course, it's going to keep going. But like, do you think? Do you think the the, the like the story is going to end with this, or do you think they're just like overhyping the the end of the the conclusion or whatever? Um, see, it's I just don't know. Unless you kill off the whole everyone, the whole cast, I don't know how you can just be like, "Well, it's over," because even yeah, if, exactly. if the dinosaurs are still out, you know, and even if you're in a containment or even if you're living amongst them, they're still living in those situations. So they're still doing things and they're still going on adventures and trying to do stuff. They're you just it's not you're never going to go back to normal unless they just kind of make it come across that that is normal now that's how their normal life is going to be nothing mm -hmm. movie worthy happens to them after this point um i am wondering yeah. who's gonna die though because somebody has to right uh, not owen. everyone's gonna it's make owen. it it's gotta be owen because he says in that trailer i always come back right then he said something along those lines right yeah how do you say that, like, essentially two times? Like, he said it in Fallen Kingdom, right? Like, when she said, like, come back to me or whatever. Or, and he, he made a joke about it or, or whatever. Um, and he says it here in this movie. And it's like, does, do, can you possibly live through that sentiment twice? I don't know. Um, and I've I've hoped, not, not, I don't know, hoped, but, like, I've predicted I know. that You've he would, always he would die. been saying, yeah. every movie, you're so, like, he's going to die. He's gonna die. It's got to be that. It's got to be this one. I think it's going to be him. But um, but maybe maybe the future is just like Maisie's stories, which like if you, you know, Maisie's what? What is she now? 12, 13, 14. Um, the next movie could be Maisie at like 40 years old or something like that would be a great like way to continue this. And at her at mm -hmm. 40, you could just kill off Claire and Owen or just say that they're in a retirement community or something like that. Or, you know, they died at some point. And then all the other characters, of course, they've all gone, you know, they're all buried and gone. Um, and it would be cool. Like you could just start fresh. The legacy is still a little bit there, but it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, to the, the ongoing story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. be, uh, but we have also, I keep interrupting, but we, we also have heard about like maybe Wanda Wise and and uh, Mamudo Athi, maybe they continue. I, I, there was like a rumor a while back that they are going to be, you know, something moving forward. So that could be cool. Could be something fun. 
But uh, we haven't seen anything from him mm-hmm. in, in the trailers, so I have no idea what his character's doing. Yeah, I, I, it's so interesting because it's like, okay, well, if they continue on, then what? everyone's going to be like, well, what's, what's, been, what's Claire and Owen doing at this point? If Owen's still alive, what are they doing at this point? If they have this story over here, well, they're all in the same time frame. So, like, everyone's going to be like, well, what are they doing? And then cameos. And, like, you, you know, you can't really – you have to do a time jump, I think, to what you're saying with Maisie yeah. being, like, 40. That makes the most sense. All right. Well, thank you, James, uh, for making me read and uh, for your questions. Uh, let's move on to a call from Cooper. It's Cooper. Hi, this is Cooper. Um, I love your podcast. I listen to it every night. You guys are so awesome. I came to ask about, um, Dominion. My question is, what role do you think Maisie will play in Dominion? We didn't see her in the four images released. Um, we last saw her in the car driving away from the mansion with the pterodons outside. And I think that's the last we saw her in the films. So that's my question. Hope you guys can answer it. And I love you guys so much. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Cooper. (laughs) Uh, Cooper, Jen, did Cooper say Maisie? Did I hear that? Yeah. Okay. We're on a theme. We're, yeah, we're on a theme. Um, Maisie in this trailer is is very like uh, it looks in search of something, right? Like she's very like reserved in this trailer. We don't really know what's what's coming from Maisie in that that sequence. She's just like walking through this like logging facility or something with a a patasaur there, and she's used to this. She's like fine with it. Um, later on, we do see Maisie like in. Looking at some sort of computer with a gene sequencing thing, and we don't really know what any of that's about. Um, I wonder if it's about her, you know, if it's something regarding her structure, her makeup. Um, what do you think about Maisie? What, what's what's going on with her in this movie? Um, like everything else, I have no idea. I don't know why she's in the snow. I don't know why she's like. Uh, just all over the place. I don't know why she's away from the cabin area. I don't know if she got taken, if she ran away, if everyone's kind of there and she's by herself. I, I don't really know what her quest is. I don't know if she's looking to find more about herself or if she's just trying to help dinosaurs because apparently she's she's on their side. Um, like I'm not really sure what her motivations are or what she's trying to accomplish. I don't know what anyone's trying to accomplish in this film. At okay. All. I just figured it out. You want to know? And Uh-oh. I know I, I said I know I know I said we're not we're not getting into this these big and big And we're theories. into it. We're into it. It's it just happens. It, it happens naturally. So, um in the trailer we see Beta sniffing that little fox or whatever that dead fox and it's a trap, mm-hmm. right? The 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 trap erupts. Uh Beta is caught and Blue's looking up at the at the cage as it's probably hanging or whatever and Maisie was right there. She saw this from behind the tree and she sees that truck driving up and the guy gets out of the truck, that guy from the Lego set, uh, rain Delacorte. And he gets out and he's like, come on, get this dinosaur. And he gets, puts it in the back of the truck and he throws it in there or, or wherever. But Maisie 
also sneaks into the truck somewhere. Maybe she's like laying in the back seat or something and puts a, a tarp over her. Um, and then she goes to to help out this, you know, this dinosaur um, to release the dinosaur, but gets carried away with rain and, and everything else. So that's, I think, how they all go on this big hunt for Maisie and, and, and Beta or something like that. I think that could be it. That could be wow. it. You may have just done that now. I think so. I think so. So if that happens in the movie, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> just made it up on the spot. Don't know anything about anything that's just out of my mind. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I think. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on Maisie before we head out of this of this call? No, I think you just solved it. I don't know what's going to. Okay, here's a final thought. I don't know. Okay, the, the easiest thing if we're watching this we're like well they're not going to kill her off nothing bad is going to happen to her so like the, the the not the lazy but the easy way out would be wherever they end up Maisie gets saved and she ends up with Owen and Claire if Owen's alive and 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 yay great happy ending but I would like something way more interesting to happen I'm not sure what exactly but I don't know that just seems so predictable and just easy and I don't know I don't like happy endings I, I like heartbreak <laughs> pain and <laughs> You know, what we've been talking about, like we want our hearts ripped out and stomped on and tears in the theater and emotion. That's what you want. Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's why I think this trailer has the misdirect, right? It has the misdirect about us thinking about it being uh, about blue or, or beta that like if they find her, we're never going to see her again. Um and if they find Maisie, I think that's going to be the case. So I think that's the misdirect there. But also, we talked about all the misdirects, right? We talked about Claire dying in every single scene in this movie. But in reality, it's Owen. Like, I feel like that could also be a big misdirect. It's like, oh, my God, uh, Claire is in all this action, and she's coming so close to death. But really, Owen's going to die. And there's your heartbreak in the end. It's going to be sad with Owen dying and and all that. And then... Which is a weird, like, I don't know how I feel about this just yet, but, like, that whole thing in, in Jurassic World about, like, Claire being a mother, you know, or having kids and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you, you remember, obviously, the call with her sister and, and, you know, and all that. And then that is the, is, is that the ultimate culmination is she is like a single mother with with Maisie? Is that something we want to see from from this? I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, that's bizarre. Uh, but you know what? I could see it. I could see it from everything we've done at this point. Claire's character direction is just in the trash. They're doing whatever they want. Oh. So yeah. I, I I agree. I think I could see it happening based off of the story that they've told us so far, right? Like, yeah. I, I could see it. I don't know that that's, like, the direction I would want, but, like, yeah. I do want Owen to die, so therefore that's the only option. So, uh, <laughs> but I don't know that that's, like, the theme I want resolved in the end is, like, see, Claire, I told you it would be nice. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I miss, like, strong business Claire that takes care of things always three steps ahead always in control of things single mom Claire just doesn't do it for me I don't know <laughs> yeah look, uh, where we, look where we went and look how far we've I know fallen. I know I, I know uh well thank you uh Cooper uh this next one is a text message I don't think there was like 
I don't think it said who it was from. I, I actually didn't even realize like that this was a thing. I, maybe we've gotten one or two before, but I clicked on it. I was like, oh, there's a text. Um, and this one says, uh, where did it go? It says, hey, Jurassic Mailbag, just wanted to ask you guys if you were to make videos on YouTube about uh, possible mini movies. There, I got a text, sorry. Uh, in Jurassic World Evolution 2, with the Camp Cretaceous DLC almost out. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Like, little, like, Camp Cretaceous, I guess, vignettes about, like, you know, little breakouts and things that are happening in a, a possible park. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, Tom Jurassic is usually the the content creator when it comes to uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, so I would definitely look out for any kind of content from Tom because Tom is, is uh, really good at the, the visual aspect. Like he is great at creating these very cinematic like scenes and, and uh, little, you know, vignettes about like a dinosaur or, uh, or the park itself. And I always love his little creations because like he puts like part of the Jurassic world evolution score to it. And like, it just, it's just so cinematic and beautiful and, uh, you know that great things can come from this great this game. So I'm really actually excited to see what he makes in regards to like the Camp Cretaceous DLC that's coming out. Um, you know, as of this recording right now, it's not out, but I think it will be this week. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he makes. I probably won't have time to make anything, but uh, maybe Tom does. Maybe he throws them on our channel. Maybe he throws them on his channel. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, so let's move on to the next one here. This is a call from Jonathan and actually it looks like we have two calls from Jonathan. Uh, let's go ahead and play this one. Hey, Brian, Jen. Uh, my name is Jonathan. I've been listening to the podcast since I think I want to say 2016. So it's been crazy to see how much has changed within the community and the movies themselves since then. Um, yeah, it is crazy that it's been what? six years now, it's crazy. Also, so recently I've been going through a rough time. My dad passed away back in December, about two days before Christmas. But since then, I've really been listening to the podcast a lot while I'm at work and going to school. And that's been able to take my mind off of a lot of things. So I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast and thank you for helping me during this tough time with the podcast and the whole community in general. Also, another thing I'd like to mention is that I'm actually going to school, and my goal is to want to be an Imagineer or work for Universal Creative one day or any of those theme park companies. There's quite a few out here in L.A., and that's what my goal is. Um, I'm currently in school. I'm graduating this year, so I'm hoping I'll be able to accomplish that, you know, at some point in the next few months. One of the things I'm working on right now, though, is I'm creating a um, fan fiction set there before the events of Jurassic Park. And probably about three, four years before the events of the first movie. And it's all about the relationship and the business relationship between Sorna and Nublar. It's all original characters with some few characters that we see in the movies coming back. Uh, right now, I currently have the story laid out. I'm still writing it right now, but I'm also developing concept art for it, storyboarding it, 
and I would love to share it with the community when I am done with it. I'm hoping to have it done before Dominion comes out in June. So, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great day, and I hope, you know, that when the fan section is done, everyone will be able to, will be able to enjoy it. Thank you very much, Ben. And real quick, I think the, here's the follow-up. Hi again, Brian and Jen. This is Jonathan. I didn't want to leave too long of a voicemail on my previous call, so I figured I'd split them up into two real quick just so they're a little easier to follow. Um, about the fan fiction I'm working on, I meant to include a little more about it in the last voicemail, but basically it's an synopsis is if you combine The Departed by Martin Scorsese with Jurassic, that's what the basic story of the fan fiction will follow and i think it's really good creative and fun so i hope you guys will too and just to end it here i have a quick question for you both and this is mostly for jen uh if claire was to be killed off or die in dominion how will you feel about that with drastic moving forward would you want how would you want any future movies or TV shows to be, get, considering if she dies, she wouldn't be, there would be no more stories for them to tell through Claire's point of view or, you know, Claire's character. I feel like that's a, could be an interesting topic of route if they go that way, considering the whole Draft World trilogy is Claire's story. So if they were to have her, you know, be killed off, in this Dominion, um, I don't think they will, but I think it's just an interesting topic and a way of thinking if they go that route, because it might it will hugely affect any future uh, projects towards Jurassic. Then uh, on thank you for listening. Well, there we go. Thank you, thank you so much, Jonathan, uh, for for both of those voicemails and. Uh, absolutely you know truly sorry to hear about your dad that that is you know that's a, a, a huge bummer i'm so sorry to hear about that but i i'm glad that we have been able to help out in in some you know little way passing the time and making things a little bit easier uh, again that's not anything i ever expected to be able to do as somebody who makes a podcast but i i'm glad that we have been able to take your mind off things and and make you know these days a little bit more bearable for you. So I am, I am so happy that we are able to do that. And I'm so sorry for, for you and your family. So, um, but thank you, you know, honestly, thank you for, for listening and, and saying that and, and revealing that stuff to, to the podcast, uh, really means, you know, a ton, uh, you know, here. So (laughs) thank you. Um, and then the, the, the school thing, I was like really excited to hear, that, you know, that's what you're going to school for, for the, the you know, f- to, to essentially be like an Imagineer or a creative person within that industry. Like that is really, really exciting. Like that is amazing. And I, I am very excited for you, Jonathan. I know Jen, you're, you know, you would love that as well. Like that is something that I know you're into as well. Yeah. I mean, I became an engineer, but none of the kind that would actually create <laughs> stuff. I was chemical. I can't do it. I'm not any of that, but I, I have a friend of mine who really wanted to be an Imagineer at one point. Yeah. She didn't get there, but she it's a hard business. I'll tell you, it's hard to get in that. But I mean, yeah, people do it. People do it. So there's no reason why you can't do it. 
No, and I mean there is so comic. much there is so much like creative design that is necessary when it comes to things like there are so many companies out there that not just like Disney or Universal, but create for all theme parks and all not even theme parks, but just like you know, creative experiences in general. Like there's so much to do. Like uh, you know, the other day I was just at the Funko store in Hollywood and there are so many different areas within that store that are so thematically like important to what they're trying to sell and how they look and they look so impressive and they're like little like lands in themselves and i think that is like that's a skill as well that that could be utilized for something like that so that is that is something that i personally wish i could have done as well like i wish i kind of went down that route so jonathan yeah, do it do it for both of us here yeah <laughs> yes please yeah <laughs> and i am excited uh, about this fan fiction idea too i think that's really cool um, I, I'm always interested to hear like fun, you know, stories that, that are set, specifically like set before as well. That's really cool too. Something set before, um, you know, also in regards to, to, uh, I was out in LA to play, uh, a board game, uh, in Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. And the first part of this game is like the tutorial and it actually takes place, you know, before Hammond sets up the island. And that was like one of my favorite things was the visuals behind that, the the instruction packet that came with that and how everything looked and thinking about that moment in time, like before the island was made. Like that kind of stuff is really, really interesting to me because I love those little details of like, how did they do this? What, you know, what went into it? What are the power struggles? You know, and Jonathan's talking about the islands and, and, and different things. So I'm really interested to hear like what this is about and, and uh, learn a little bit more. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I know you, you like uh, fan fiction as well too, right? Oh yeah. I support it. I, I fully support it. I love it. I, yeah. Write your story, go for it, yeah. make it, create it, do it. And it, it tied like nicely into like the Imagineering and the school and all that. Like I was like, Oh look, I mean, Jonathan's already doing it. He's like creating like, cool stories and ideas that uh you know we'd want to see in the future um now the real question though was about claire and this is interesting because it kind of ties into like some of the other characters that we've been talking about and and how things culminate at the end of this this movie right like i think that's our theme right today is mm -hmm. how does this end how what happens in the end and and if claire is is killed off in this this series like well, I know I've joked about it. I joked about like, oh, and that's where she dies right there. It's, it happens there. <laughs> but like, I don't I don't really think that's what's going to happen. They just keep teasing it in each scene that she's been in. So if it actually happens, which I think is an, a very bold and interesting choice. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? What do you think happens? How do you feel about that overall? Well, you know, I love bold and interesting choices. And you you said it right there, bold and interesting yeah. choice. And I love that. I love bold and interesting choices. The And I just don't see them going there. And I'll tell you, if they do, which they probably won't, and I would support this only if the biggest piece of the puzzle for me is what does she die for? What is her cause? What is she supporting? What is the reason? And what does she die for? If it's dying to protect Maisie, I will be furious. If it's dying to protect like uh even owen no or if it's just dying to protect something that's just so 
ingrained of what Claire really is, which I can't really, I don't know what's going on in the movie, so I can't really say like what that would be. But if it's something that's truly like you feel it in all of your cells and it's like, okay, that's her, that's her whole story, chills, that's the moment, that's that's what this was coming to. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be bold and amazing. I would love it, honestly, if that were to all come together in that way and give okay. me that super emotional all come together chills goosebumps moment however of course you mentioned the sad part would be she wouldn't be in any more <laughs> franchises no cameos and that's truly heartbreaking that's hard to, oh that's hard to get through uh because even though this is the end of the trilogy bryce isn't dying anytime soon and this is going to go for a long time so it's possible she might pop up in the future someplace here and yeah. there maybe i don't yeah. want to lose that so but man i do i do like the idea of the the bold and exciting um all it has to be written like well it has the whole thing has to be built up well it has to really like get you and it has to make sense and it has to be dying worth a good reason a reason that like truly embodies who she is bringing evolution of claire bits just just has to be all come full circle it has to just like stun the audience somehow um if it does that i'm for it it's cool it's awesome otherwise i don't think it should happen if they do it go if she if it goes any other route other than that um and i i don't think they're gonna do it honestly yeah i uh i don't see them necessarily going that route either but i think it would be bold and and i do think no matter like what the reason it would be a bold choice but I I can see what you mean in terms of like why why does she get killed off here? You know, would certain things would be more important than others and, and more valuable. Mm-hmm. But I think like if it happened in general, I think it just would be a very interesting and bold choice overall because like that really you've never really felt that way for her, like that she was ever in any kind of like big danger or anything like that, that it would really happen to her. So I think I think, yeah, you're, you talked about not for Owen, not for Maisie. I mean, like, those would be valuable to me, but also if if it was, like, uh, like uh, Ellie Sattler or something. Like, if she, like, stepped in front of Ellie and, and took the, you know, the blow instead of her, like, yeah, that would be something pretty big and valuable to, like, save one of the original people. Um, could be interesting. And I think it would be interesting to see, like, how she's perceived in the world after the fact, I think that would be the most interesting thing to me. Um, Because like right now I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how the world views her because of what happened in Jurassic world. I could see a lot of blame put on her, but also the DPG with, with, you know, the, the, the humanity behind that whole organization. I could see people maybe, having a better opinion about her, but I'm still not too sure because she's about saving the dinosaurs and saving the dinosaurs meant this world that everybody lives in. So I don't know how people really view her in the world. You know, like, I don't know what her, her outlook is. See, that was my problem with Fallen Kingdom. She just, people forgot about her. She wasn't important in the Jurassic world anymore. Like she wasn't important in anything. Like she was, doing stuff but nobody cared at this point because she was not really deeply involved in it and i wanted to her to be more important to the to to everyone to her all eyes should have been on her in the end of jurassic world all eyes should have been on her in fallen kingdom there should have been 
companies and people and blackmail and coming at her and and like agency things coming at her saying you have to talk about you can only have certain plot like points you have to say and if you don't like we're gonna just destroy your life like you you got insurance money like there should have been so many things coming at her and she should have just been involved in so many things but she just literally got away like left like got away with everything had no consequences really and just disappeared and people forgot about her and did not hold her accountable did not she didn't it's just sad because i really wanted I really wanted that. I really wanted everyone to come at her and her to be strong yeah. and, and hold on. I know she was wrong, but yet be like, no, I, I, I got this. Like, but it didn't happen. And so now we're at a character right now that is not that, who is basically nobody, um, holds no clout, holds no power, holds no control. And that was Claire. She was clout, control, and power. So it's it's hard to see a character like that be where we are right now. I mean, so people don't even remember her, sadly, I think. So even yeah. if she were to die, people wouldn't even care. They would be like, oh, didn't she work at Jurassic World? I don't know. Okay. It's so sad. I um, I, I feel like you, you should probably like really lower your standards going into yeah. this movie. Oh, because, it's low. Like, They're low. In my mind, yeah. In my mind, like... I, yeah, I don't really see that she has any impact on Mm-mm. things around her in this situation because that crew, like her portion of the crew with Owen and Maisie, they are just, they look off the grid, right? Like they look like, especially if if they are trying to keep Maisie away, which we would assume is, is, the, is the situation, right? They don't want people to know about Maisie, so they are hidden. They are working in some logging facility up in the north, west or somewhere that like you know nobody knows that they're there um even though i I guess they're maybe at owen's cabin i guess even though like obviously people would just look for him at his own cabin i don't really know so i hope it's a different cabin overall um but um but yeah i i think i think she needs some value like you're saying but i don't Mm -hmm. know that you're gonna get that here i really i think it's just gonna be like we're just gonna follow this mission until it finishes and everybody else is going to be in a seat of power. Um, I agree. But I don't know. It's heartbreaking. That's where my rants come in and that's where my frustration comes in. And it's just, it's like I'm screaming to a blank wall because it's so frustrating. And then, and then for them to go and say, Oh, this is Claire's story. No, it isn't. If it was Claire's story, all of this would have been happening. What I just explained. And it's not, it's not Claire's story. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. total crap. I, I was had my hopes up when that was said, but it's yeah, that's total yeah. crap. Yeah, that does that's that, that it's very interesting because it has been her story, and we've always said that it's her story because it it is, you know. It really yeah. follows her. Like it's 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 centered around her, but like yeah, I I, I know what you mean. Like it, it really hasn't she hasn't been in any position of power too much but it's like it is her story her ongoing story with kind of like owen passing through doing all the action stuff um so i don't know how this next one is her her story in any way like i don't really see that unless it's you know in the end you know like if if owen dies instead she's the one to cradle you know the only human Whatever. you know clone so out there which like yeah it's like a very 
like sad kind of ending because like she also yeah. still has to live in seclusion or figure out a way for Maisie to stay hidden from the world. Like, so if that's the ending for, for Claire, she's just fading into the background again. No, she, she should have, okay. After Jurassic world, all these things sort of came at her. She should have went into politics. She should have had a, and, and if she wants to say this, she should have been like a Senator. Like she should have went into some kind of, she should have been a polit- some kind of politician with all this power to save the dinosaurs then and then sure maybe she has people against her or whatever but she she still holds some kind of power to to fix this problem and she still has people that know her and it's, it's just that's should have been so, the route do you think there's a chance that that's a possibility that like owen and Maisie are up in the wilderness and claire maybe stops by every now and then on her tour around the the state or wherever Brad, if she's a senator or something i would pee my pants in the <laughs> theater if that was going to happen like i would do Look. it and they would need a mop like i would just <laughs> i, I uh, yes so i that's not gonna if, happen if, but it would if we yes. if we go together to this premiere or something <laughs> i i gotta sit a few seats away from you is hopefully yes. hopefully like you know, if that, but um, I would legit, yes, I would eat my hat, as they say, and just pee my pants. I would do well, that because, oh my gosh, that would fix a lot. It would show me that she does have the ambition. And, you know, in Evolution of Claire, she was going to yeah. go into politics in the yeah. book. It makes perfect sense. You yeah. missed it with Fallen Kingdom. That's what yeah. makes me so angry about that movie. It's not the movie itself. It's the potential that was just lost. I could see it happening. I mean, um, I could I could definitely see that that being a thing because like like we were saying before, we haven't seen a lot about what Claire is up to. We've just seen her in dire situations. So, you know, a state senator or somebody like that or, you know, whatever could still be in these situations, you know. It's still possible for for her to be in that kind of situation, but um I I th- I think there's a chance that that could be a thing, but I don't I don't I'm not gonna like bank on it because it doesn't it seems like a big stretch to me. Even though they did set the stones in the evolution of Claire, mm-hmm. um, and I mean Tess is coming back for this other book and or the other two books I guess. So I'm interested to see what happens there with Maisie. So Maisie's got a, a long story. So I wonder how Claire ties into that and if there's any. Yeah. reflections of what evolution of Claire showed us in Maisie's books. You know, if there's any talk about what Claire has been up to. See that that's just the whole, the whole sad thing is I, I don't think like the back to the, the person who asked the question, or what I think of Claire's death. I honestly don't think that it's going to sound so like snobby, but I'm going to say it. I don't think the people who are, doing and Colin I'm sorry but I don't think the people who are doing the movie um really know who Claire is or I don't know it's so snobby of me to say because they wrote her you know but I don't think they really they don't they're not capable of writing a good death scene for her they don't know who she is at this point I don't think anyone knows who she is and they're, they're not capable of writing like strong stories that makes sense for her because they just I don't think they are. I, it's so sad. Unless there's like a million forces, like the maybe the studio is like, no, we don't want to do that. Who knows? I don't really know what's going on. But um, from what I'm seeing from my side, I don't trust them 
at all to write any kind of like strong story for her at all. I, I just don't see it. I don't trust them to do it and I don't think they're going to do it, but it's yeah. all there. The potential is so there and it's just disappointing. I, I wonder if like that maybe that maybe it is, there is potential for this to happen. And you know, they say, they see how well she's done with her, her directing and, and, and stuff like that on the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett. And, you know, maybe maybe this is an out. You know, it's like an out for Claire so that she can focus on directing. Maybe she's directing some Jurassic. Maybe they could like force her out of the films and have her direct <laughs> films. You know, or or direct a TV series or something. Like, I th- that would be awesome. You know, if they wanted to like let her not do, you know, an acting directing role, which would be a handful, and it's possible a lot of people do it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great if she just was able to focus on directing Jurassic in the future. I, I would love to see her do that, to still have her hands in the franchise. And if she gets killed off and that's a reason for it, that would be great. Um, but in-world, it really needs a lot of explana- explanation and a lot of history and a lot of uh, you know just showing how the world reacts to all this. So I really need to see. You know, I'm gonna do a hot take here since it's late and we're we're in here in it and we're going on the rant. I don't think Bryce knows Claire either. I know, world explodes. Huh. I don't think she knows her from all the interviews I listen to, and I listen to every one of them, all the Fallen Kingdom interviews, even the Jurassic World interviews. I don't think she really know I think she she sees a Claire that's not the same Claire that transpires when you watch the movies. And I maybe that's because involved in the project. That's just uh, what you talk about with cast members, like background. Maybe she has this whole other thing. But the Claire I'm getting and I want to see and I'm thinking is not the Claire that Bryce knows and is doing. So that could affect a lot. Hmm. I mean, like, there could be talks where they're all in a room and Colin's, like, character development and Bryce is like, well, I think this and this. And what Bryce is thinking and doing and wanting is not matching with my politics and control. It's it's not. It's not. It's different. She's all in for the uh, dye your hair purple and go hug a tree, save the dinosaurs, get out of the office. Like, it's not. It's, it doesn't match what I what I wanted to see. So that could have an effect on it, sadly. Oh, yeah. If that's the case, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but thank you, Jonathan. Um, and also, I just wanted to shout out, he's been listening since 2016 or, or uh, part of the community for that long, too. It's like, yeah, this community has gone through so much and our show's gone through so much. It's been a, a wild run, you know? Uh, and I can't wait to see what happens next. So uh, we've got two more things here. Um this one, let's see, where did my notes go? Okay, so we've got a, a voicemail from Rowan. We haven't heard from Rowan in a long time. Let's take a listen. Hey, guys, it's Rowan. Uh, it's been a while since I've called in. Uh, haven't really been paying much attention lately to any sort of Jurassic News stuff, but, um, of course, just saw that the trailer dropped, and, man, I am excited to see this movie now. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff going on in that trailer. At first, I kind of thought, Oh, they didn't reveal much, you know, cool. But then I got to thinking about it and like, ah, they kind of did. I didn't expect to see a uh, baby raptor with blue and um, a couple of other things as far as certain dinosaurs we're going to get to see. But, man, there are some really cool dinosaurs that are going to be in this movie. I'm really excited to see that. Therizinosaurus, I think is how you say it. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, 
and just all of the uh all the sets the the locations that they have are so new things that we just have never seen before like snow and like all the ranch type stuff uh you know using dinosaurs like horses and you know all that sort of thing and then um and then what is that what is that city in Malta I think it is uh very uh, James Bond-esque with the motorcycle going through the city, getting chased by the rafters. Um, that's going to be fun to watch. And then me being a uh, Washington State native, seeing the Pacific Northwest type scenery is just, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm excited to see, you know, all the action that goes on in the uh, the Northwest type scenery. And then you get that big facility that they're flying over. I'm guessing maybe a biosyn type uh, place. I, I, I'm not sure, but I don't even know if I want to know. I don't want to know any more than what I've already seen. <laughs> so I'm going to try to watch. I, I, I'm sure I say this now. I'm going to try to watch less of the trailers, but I'm sure they'll come out with another one and spoil more stuff. But as of right now, I've, I've seen enough. If I could just go see the movie, I'm good with it. <laughs> so anyway, really excited. Figured I'd chime in about it. And uh, yeah, you'll hear back, you'll hear back from me soon. Talk to you later, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Rowan. It's it's good to hear you again. And uh yeah, Rowan's called in so many times and uh I like I like getting takes about the trailer too. That that was awesome. I uh I um what was I gonna say? I yeah, you know, as far as like what's been revealed, I I feel kind of that same way. Like we kind of said like they didn't reveal too much, which is true, but at the same time when I was watching it initially, I was like Oh my gosh, they just showed us beta. I was like, I can't believe they put that in the trailer. And I'm like, the Therizinosaurus part. I'm like, oh my God, they, I can't believe And the cats, I'm like, Whoa, oh my God, they put all this stuff in the trailer. So there were moments like that where I was just blown away. And I, I was debating on whether or not they were going to put the original people in the trailer. And I was like, well, they most likely are. But I, I just wasn't sure if they were going to hide it behind, you know, some marketing material somewhere else or something. But... Yes, on one hand, they gave away a lot. There's a lot of really cool set pieces, but at the same time, we don't know too much about it. So it was a good balance for me. It was a good balance, but I, I agree, Rowan. I don't really want to know a lot more. I fully agree. I'm I'm totally on board with I can go see the movie now. I'm good. I don't need anything else. I don't need a single thing. No more yeah. stills, like nothing. I'm good. Yeah. I agree. So, so Rowan, next time, next time they reveal way too much in this, because like the, this was just like the hype trailer, right? Like this was Super Bowl time. Let's get people hyped, which they absolutely did. But next time it's going to be a story trailer, and then like I don't want a story. Trailer. And then yeah, and then after the story trailer, it's going to be like the just reveal everything trailer. Oh, um, so, man. you know, the next trailer is going to be like probably. Dodgson, like you know, saying his motivations or something like that. I, I, I can definitely see that happening. Um, but um, but yeah, I I agree, Rowan. Let's uh, let's hold off. Let's tell Universal to chill until next time. But thank you for calling. Uh, let's move on to our last one here. This I think this is Jake again. Uh, let's see what Jake has to say. Hey, Brett and Jim, it's Jake. First off, I want to see if I said I'm tired because it's 11 o'clock at night. But Again. I was just <laughs> thinking about this. Give me the intro. And I was thinking about how in the trailer, Blue had a baby. So 
I'm wondering maybe that means that they're going to kill Blue off and have Baby Blue left. So I don't know what you think about that. Also, what was that big facility? Was that like like the biomes and Camp Cretaceous one? I don't know. Yeah, um, that looks crazy. Also, Brad. I don't know if this is something on your end or something, but no matter what app I go on, I can't listen to episode 200, so yeah, just wondering about that. Anyways, that's all I have uh, for now. Thanks. Bye. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thanks for the heads up. What it, I have no, let me, let me think about what that is. <laughs> um, but, um, all right. Give me some thoughts, Jen. What do you think about blue dying in this, in this movie? Um, I'm pretty sure that they solidified that by bringing in the the baby blue. Like I agree, I do think blue's gonna die. Um, I know you you want though the Owen to die and then blue to be like the sad puppy after Zoner dies. You want that, and uh, you could do. I mean, Owen could die first, and then blue can die second. You can still have it. I I do think blue's gonna die. Um, yeah, they they basically just handed that to you by showing you the next generation of of that. So. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a possibility. I, I don't think um, I don't think that's a, a wrong way to look at what what could potentially happen in this movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I would like to see it not happen. Like you were saying, I kind of I've got that that idea for you know Blue to see Owen die or something like that. But um, but I don't know. What there was another there was another question in about there. the um bio the facility oh, the, yeah, the facility. Yeah, yeah, definitely Biosyn facility, right? Like, I, I think it has to be Biosyn. And what it is, I would I would just assume it's some sort of, like, you know, a breeding ground for dinosaurs or um, maybe, maybe they release them out there, uh, you know, within their own confines or fences or wherever. Um, again, we don't really know where this is or if this is – this could be the Pacific Northwest like the other scenes in the movie or it could be some other random – island that they've you know they've made a biome or something like that i have no clue um but it is a really interesting set piece at least and it looks really awesome so but do you think anything about that do you think it's biosyn i don't know it's almost midnight it could be it could be i don't know and as far as episode 200 goes, I have no idea. Um, I did have to do an edit on that episode um, a little while back for reasons. Um, so there there might be a chance that it doesn't work, but it, it should work. I don't know why it wouldn't, but uh, who knows? Uh, uh, apologies. If you, uh, if you missed it, it was episode 200, and we actually did a live Jurassic mailbag. Uh, and it was two hours and 51 minutes, it looks like. So was you I missed in the a whole bathroom lot of... at work? Was I working? <laughs> was it, it, one? Was, it was I remember set, that it, one. It was two, 2019. So I don't know if that's if uh, that might have been episode 100. On, depends on what um, part of 2019. Yeah. But um, but yeah, anyway, I'll have to check. I'll see what's going on with that one. But thank you for the heads up. And uh yeah, we, we have a theme here tonight. It's like who, who's oh. who's getting killed off in this in okay, this movie and so how does it end? Speaking of that, before we go, I want to ask you one question, and you had the, no other information, just yes or no. Okay. Um, with everything that we we've talked about, with all the possible deaths that could happen, and however many deaths there are going to be, is this the movie that we lose the T Rex? 
Yes. Okay, because we've talked about it so many times. This could be the one. I'm yeah. gonna just stick to the yes or no answer, yeah. I guess. I I, I I really wanna keep talking, but it is it I is know. late and we have been going for a while. So I'll I'll leave everybody wanting more, I guess. Uh even though it's been so long already. But uh thank you, Jen, for once again uh joining for another Jurassic Mailbag here for March. Uh we'll have to try to do it again in April, even though uh, I'll probably forget because I am terrible about reaching out to do this segment. So uh I'll <laughs> we'll try to do another one next month and uh, hopefully get to the bottom of things and who knows what the world will look like for Jurassic in the next month or so so uh, Jen anything uh, anything going on on your side of things anything you want to promote or talk about before we get out of here um, well I guess so I mean the la latest thing going on is YouTube has like terminated the BDH network account like so many times I've decided that I'm just brum, going brum. to Stop trying, and I've, I'm self-hosting every single video on. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm gonna self-host every single video, so it could never be taken down. It can never be lost. The links can never be broken. And a hundred years from now, if somebody wants a interview from 2006, they can get it on BryceDHoward.com/videos. So there you go. I mean, it's not gonna be as like everyone searches youtube you know they want to find the latest interviews it's not going to be as accessible i guess but if anyone ever wants huh. to watch an interview that they saw so many years ago a fallen kingdom interview a regular jurassic world interview with bryce and they're like oh i wish i could find that again well it, you can find it at brycehowardcom slash videos and uh, well i'm still yeah. working on uploading it's going to take a long time to self-host like a thousand yeah Yikes. but that's the current project I think that's yeah. probably your best bet. I honestly think that's that's going to be good for you. I think that's going to be great. Um, uh, and honestly, like when you're looking for those videos, that's the source. That's what you want to do. You want I I want to go to your website and find out. Um, and you know what? Maybe maybe you you open up a new YouTube or or maybe you can. I don't know if you can upload anything else on this one, but like just put a video out there that says like you want that video. Head to this mm -hmm. website and you'll find it there. <laughs> and it's the yeah, only actually, video that you've uploaded to YouTube. And that's it. So if anybody's searching, they know where to go, you know? I should do that because I do have enough. I did do a fourth one here, but it's just going to be um, original content. Like the unboxings I did in 2018 are on there. Any live oh, videos yeah, yeah. I did at the premiere. Like any any interviews I did with Bryce when I did that interview with Tess, that podcast, like, oh, yeah. podcast interview, I guess, with Tess. Like everything that I is personally from me um, is on there. And I came in about 20 videos, like any birthday projects, like any fan part, anything like that is all going to be nice. on that channel. Nice. And then when you mentioned there earlier in the episode about doing like the voiceover of different things, I'm like, you know, that could be fun, original content for that channel. Absolutely. But I should, I should just do a video saying, if you are looking for any interview ever in the history of the world <laughs> of Bryce interviews, it will be here. Because yeah. I mean, because you know, like different, like Jimmy Kimmel's and stuff, they're like, no, you can't put that on YouTube. It will be at slash videos. You want a full Ellen interview from 2016? It'll be on slash videos. <laughs> so anything that was go. not permitted on YouTube is going to be there <laughs> forever. That's, that's going to be great. I think it's going to be great for you guys. So uh, anything else uh, before we head out? Is that all? Yeah, I think that's about it. There's Jurassic Vault, of course, but I, I need time. <laughs> There's Jurassic Vault for any, like, uh, stills and 
screen caps that you want in your life, you could find them there for Jurassic. Awesome. I gotta work on that though. Ugh. Well, if time. anybody, where is time? If anybody out there has any spare time, send it our way. Uh, Please, you, can, you know, you send it to us via DM on Twitter or something like that. We'll probably accept any time, any available time, and we'll just use it ourselves. So appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me again this month, Jen. And catch you in March or no April April, no whatever month yeah April I don't know what month it is anymore you never know time thank you so so much for listening to the 312th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast Thank you so much, as always, to Jen for joining me once again to sift through all those thoughts and concerns and really just dive into the, uh, into mostly into Dominion, a little bit of Camp Cretaceous and some other things with evolution, um, but really about, like, which character is going to leave, which character is getting killed off here, and how does this movie end? How does it all resolve? We have no idea, but we just love diving into that kind of stuff. Uh, I know I'm contradictory when I say we don't really want to go into full thoughts and theories and stuff, but that's it's just impossible on a podcast. But I'm doing my best to try not to get too overhyped with so many, you know, plausible ideas and things that could happen, but maybe never will. So apologies if half of the fun and cool ideas that we come up with don't ever take place. But uh we tried. We tried. You know, so thank you so much to Jen, and thank you so much to each and every one of you for calling in, for writing in, whatever the case may be. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you for listening, for however long that may be, whether you've listened for so long since we started in 2015, or you're just catching up now, and you're going back to the beginning, which is a is a, is a task unto itself, so... I appreciate each and every one of you for for listening to the show and taking just, you know, the smallest amount of time to just write in or call in or, or think about it. You know, when you're just sitting there and you, you've, you've thought about what are we thinking? What do we what do we think on a certain topic? And it makes me feel special and happy that, you know, we are a part of your lives and you, you consider us as well and want to know what we think. So I appreciate it and we hope to hear from each and every one of you again next month. And again, if you do want to do that, you can call our voicemail line, 732-825-7763. Email your audio files or questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com or head to our contact page over on JurassicParkPodcast.com. Please make sure to stay tuned for all of our Funko content. There will be so much stuff coming your way uh, on the feed and on the website and on YouTube. So please keep your eyes peeled for all of that content coming soon. And of course, from all the other awesome creators who were involved, Jurassic Gen, uh, Neems was out there, Caleb was covering for Jurassic Outpost. So there's so much fun stuff to look forward to. So thank you so much. And of course, stay safe out there. We always want each and every one of you to stay safe, stay kind to each other, really just stay kind and and you never know what somebody's going through. So please do your best to be kind to each and every person out there, whether they're a part of the Jurassic community or not. But it's always great to make this a better place and to make this community a better place. 
be the fandom that you want others to be. So that would be that would be my uh, request and example to you to just let's let's be a really cool fandom that others look towards for uh, a little bit of inspiration. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And of course, we are thinking about each and every person and praying for you and thinking of you, everybody out in Ukraine. So thank you. Uh, if we have any listeners over there or or anybody here, we are thinking about each and every one of them and uh, really want everybody to stay safe out there. So uh, I appreciate each and every one of you listening. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.